welcome to So What's the Problem, a podcast in which we rewatch movies from our youth to determine if they're problematic by today's standards. I'm Jimmy. And I'm Jen. Today we'll be discussing The Adventures of Mark Twain, which was released on July 26, 1985, on November 22nd, 1985 in the UK, and on July 20th, 1987. Doesn't say what country. Ireland. For that date. Ireland. It was written by Susan Shadburn, based on the writings of Mark Twain, and was directed by Will Vinton. It stars the voices of James Whitmore, Michelle Mariana, Gary Krug, Chris Ritchie, and Herb Smith. Yeah, uh, a star-studded cast. And James Whitmore is James Whitmore Jr.'s father, yes? Yes. yes. Okay, and he's directed a ton of TV. Like, I recognize that name because I was like... I'm familiar with Junior, because I've watched a bunch of shows he's directed. Although all I can think of off the top of my head is Dawson's Creek. What's going to happen is this, Jen and I have what three problems this movie has, three each, and we're going to uh, discuss it along with a positive that we have found with this movie. So, Jen, this is your first time watching this movie, is that correct? This is my first time hearing about the existence of this movie. Right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah, uh, so <laughs> I'll just talk about my history of it then. <laughs> okay. um, I saw the trailer for this on the VHS tape of a movie I am not going to name because it's my next pick. <laughs> and I didn't realise that until researching this. Um, but I remember that I saw that the first time I saw this was in a trailer for a VHS. Um, and other tra- trailers on that were GoBots Battle of the Rock Lords. And um, Teen Wolf. Uh, so, you know, that's one for the podcast, by the way, Teen Wolf. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, I watched this on VHS when it came out, and I only watched it once or twice. I think I, I really liked the animation style. It was something that I hadn't really seen before, because this is the first full-length claymation movie, and I wasn't familiar with... Um, uh, the California Raisins and stuff like that. They weren't as big here yeah. um, as they were in America, which is Bill Winton's other creation. He did other things as well, but I, I wasn't too um, familiar with his work. But yeah, I think this movie bored the crap out of me as a kid, That's which is why it's <laughs> not one that I, I return to. I don't really have a history history with it. I watched it as a kid, though, so it counts. And I just thought it would be fascinating to rewatch it for um, Animation Month. So what did you think of it in your first watch then? It was pretty good. Um, I can see why you would have found it boring. As a kid, yeah. Yeah, like, but I, I did enjoy it. I haven't watched a lot of Claymation outside of Gumby, mm-hmm. so this was a new experience for me. Yeah. But yeah, I I, I did enjoy watching it. Yeah, good. Um. So we'll just start our positives. No, no, we won't. We'll just start with our problems. <laughs> it is late at night for me. Um, I was working today. I am tired. Yeah, let's start with our problems. My first problem is just who is this movie for? <laughs> um, it's animated. It's rated G, uh, but it's not really like a story for kids. And I mean, I also feel as though that you could appreciate this movie a lot more if you were familiar with Mark Twain's writings mm-hmm. um, because Sharon Shadburn who was Will Vinton's um, wife at the time uh, she researched Mark Twain's works excessively and actually used a lot of his actual words 
for the script, which I really enjoy that attention to detail. At the same time, I just don't feel as though it's a children's movie, which is probably why I was bored with it. Yeah. Um, apart from the, the, the animation, which I enjoyed, which is why I watched it, because I saw it, saw the trailer and I was like, gonna watch that. Um, because I really like that look. That, that's something I hadn't seen before. You know who I think this movie is for? <sighs> Uh, teenagers reading Mark Twain for school, and then the teacher shows this in the class. Mm. Mm-hmm. This so seems like something a teacher would show in class while you're reading Huckleberry Finn or something. Yeah, and I'm sh- I'm sure it has been shown many times. Yeah, it's a very specific audience. <laughs> it is, and I also feel as though it's an American audience. Yeah, which goes to what we've said before about um, you know, some movies that I just don't click with because they're not mm-hmm. aimed at me. Really, I imagine there's a lot of British movies that would be the same for Americans. You know, that they just don't get. Um, I'm sure there's some Scottish movies that people just wouldn't get in America. Do you want to hear something I didn't get? It's not a movie, but it's a book. Mm. Let me preface this by saying I hate this book and I only read it because my friends wanted to do a book club. Okay. Mm. Um, when I read Fifty Shades of Grey, <laughs> the the thing that pissed me off the most, and I, I hate read that. There's There was no enjoyment. I guess I enjoyed hating it. One of the things that I hated the most was... It took place in Seattle, mm-hmm. obviously, because it's a uh, Twilight fan fiction. But the author is clearly British, and right. she didn't re- she didn't replace British words with American words. Mm-hmm. So, like, where we might say we're going through the cabinets in the kitchen, she would say they're going through the cupboard. Yeah, like the main character drank tea. It was just it was little things like that, right? Mm-hmm. And I've read enough enough British uh, chiclet to know <laughs> that I I. I clocked it immediately that she was British. Mm. Anyway, so this book, which was written, I mean, this is less than 10 years ago, I think. Yeah. Um, it's, you know, the main character's like 22 or 23, and she has a landline that, like, she actively uses. Even though she has a cell phone, like, she and her roommate actively use this landline. And I was like, this is stupid. Like, this makes no sense. I couldn't figure it out. And then I happened to be working on an account um, at work mm-hmm. where we were dealing with a lot of um, British people and their cell phones. Mm-hmm. And that's – and my trainer just happened to be British. She also loved Fifty Shades of Grey, by the way. <laughs> um, but she was talking to us about how we only get calls in during business hours um, in England because when they are done with their work, they don't answer – like, they don't use their cell phones, like, at all. Mm-hmm. And she told us it's because cell service sucks. And she was talking about how British people use landlines a lot. Mm-hmm. And I was like, it, it clicked. I was like, oh, is that why this happened in this stupid book? And she was like, oh, I never thought of that. Yeah, I guess it is why it happened in my favorite book. <laughs> and it was that was like my first experience with something just so specific to England that I didn't get it. Yeah, you see, I don't understand it either. Um, because cell service or mobile phone service here isn't that garbage. It's actually quite solid, depending on which part of the country you are. So we have good service here. We have good mm-hmm. internet service. We've got um, fibre, broadband and stuff. You know, we're not living in the Middle Ages, <laughs> um, as some people probably think we are. 
in Scotland. Um, so that sort of thing baffles me. But we did use a landline up until about two years ago, and then we got rid of it. Um, because it was just like sometimes it was an easier way to get hold of my mum or for uh, my mum to get hold of me, whatever. We don't have it anymore. We actually got rid of the phone. I don't think older people should be allowed to get rid of landlines unless they properly know how to use a cell phone. Mm -hmm. Because my parents are really bad at answering their cell phones and answering texts. (laughs) And they got rid of their landline a couple years ago. Yeah. And sometimes I want to call... Well, first of all, I like being able to call one number and I can get either of them if I'm just like, I need to talk to one of my parents. But my mom doesn't answer her damn phone. So they don't always have their phones on them. And they watch my kid. I need to be able to get a hold of them. And if they still had the landline, I could call. So I don't... I'm mad at them. It's been a couple years, but I'm still really mad at them. Yeah, but, I mean, I think landlines still serve a purpose. They do. Like, for businesses. Yeah. Because my... The shop I work in, the shop I volunteer in, I would rather calls go to there than my cell phone. I wouldn't want people to phone me personally. (laughs) Because it's not my business. I'm just a volunteer. But we got rid of the, the house phone here because... We kept on getting phone calls from people saying, we hear you've been in an accident. Would you like us to sue the person or would you like to get compensation and stuff like that? And that is something that happens a lot in the UK. That's weird. (laughs) Yeah. Those kind of phone calls are are quite prominent in the UK. I actually started getting them in my place of work. uh, And I have to keep telling them, excuse me, this is a shop. This is a place of work. But they would keep phoning back and stuff, and I would just hang up on them. But they haven't phoned in a while, so that's good. Uh, yeah. Anyway. <laughs> what is, uh, what's your first problem? Um, my first problem is, so these kids, like, they they sneak onto the ship, mm. and Mark Twain is all like, hey, what's up? I'm gonna, like, fly into this comet, because, like, I want to die. Mm. And he do- he, ne- he doesn't reassure them that they're not gonna die. <laughs> Like, they're really freaked out. And anyone, I mean, Mark Twain's a pretty smart guy. You know he probably knows that they think they're going to die. But he doesn't bother reassuring them. And the thing is, I didn't know, right? Like, I don't know till the end when he says, oh, yeah, you're not going to die. Yeah. And so I'm thinking, oh, shit, he's going to kill these kids. Mm -hmm. And I didn't like that. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. He should have known better. Um, But that's just a... That's just a script writing thing, isn't it? That's just like they're making us think that that he could kill these kids. Whereas it's a, it's a fake out. Yeah, but like yeah, but I don't. I think... have a problem with him the whole movie because I think he's going to murder children. Yeah, I don't think that Mark Twain would do that. That the Mark Twain that is even the Mark Twain that's shown in this movie would do that, and it's just like a sort of a blip in the writing of Mark Twain, just to you know have some suspense. Whether or not he's going to murder these children in a suicide mission. Do you know what's badass about Mark Twain? What? That he wrote his autobiography and was like, this can't be published for a hundred (laughs) years. Like, that's awesome. Like, I worked at a bookstore when when the first one came out, because I think there were two of them, when the first volume came out. And it was just like, I'd never heard of that before. And I was like, I can't believe this dude was like, you can't publish this until I've been dead for a hundred years. Like. That's just crazy to me. 
and just so badass. It is, actually, yeah. Like, he published, he got a book published a hundred years after he died. Mm -hmm. With his permission. Like, this wasn't like somebody found manuscripts or something. Yeah, and then tried to cash in on someone else's writings. And it it was a bestseller. We couldn't keep it in stock. Oh, really? Yeah, I actually scared a woman once, I think. It, I, if I remember correctly, it came out around the holidays. And at one point, we only had, we had just gotten four copies in. And three of them went pretty quickly. And the fourth one somehow got lost in our shipment. And so I finally found it and I put it on the table. And it was popular enough that, like, if you found a copy, you had to say, like, over the walkie, hey, guys, there's one copy of this book in case anybody asked for it. <laughs> and there was this woman who looked at it. And told her friend, like, oh, I was, my dad wants this. I was thinking about getting it for him for Christmas. She was like, I'll think about it and starts to walk away. And I go up to her and I'm like, woman. I probably didn't call her woman. But I was just <laughs> like, ma'am, you want to buy this book. I'm like, if you're thinking about buying this book for your dad, this is the last copy you're going to see before Christmas. This is your only chance to buy it. And I promise you, this is going to be gone in like five or ten minutes. <sighs> So, if anything, you should pick it up now while you shop and think about it. And I think I really freaked her out because I was so <laughs> intense about it. But I was giving her a good tip. I think she did get it for her dad. Yeah. And I was like, it's an extra good gift because people who want it can't find it. Mm -hmm. So, like, not only is it badass that he published this book 100 years after he died, but that, like, I mean, that was, like, the big book for Christmas that year. All right, excellent. Yeah, because pe people still cared 100 years later. I don't think I've ever read anything by Mark Twain. I've read Huckleberry Finn. I do like his writing. Um, I don't like the use of the N-word mm. <laughs> um, in Huckleberry Finn. Uh, but um, yeah, I, I, I've enjoyed what I've read. What's your second problem? Um, the characters look weird and creepy. <laughs> like, the children look weird and creepy. Mark Twain looks fantastic. That is an amazing <laughs> looking piece of animation. He kind of looks a little bit... He, he, he looks a bit like a cross between Scott Bakula and Sam Elliott. And okay. I'm here for that. <laughs> Apart from that, like the kids, like um, Huck Finn's feet are massive and he looks like a hobbit. Um, they just <laughs> It's just a really weird sort of... I don't like the character designs apart from Mark Twain. Even Adam and Eve look sort of weird and creepy and all that to me. But um, So the humans look bad to me. And it's a shame because I love the animation otherwise. Alright. <laughs> um, I mean, it's amazing what they could do. It's amazing what they, they did mm. with clay. You know? It's um, like at the end... When Mark Twain's dead and his like face appears in the cloud, mm -hmm. and uh, he blows away the the ship for the kids to get away, that looks gorgeous. That is just such a beautiful piece of animation. Like in any movie, it's just gorgeous looking, and um, and I love the animation so much that it actually upsets me that I don't like. The way the kids look, or the, the, the humans, apart from Mark Twain. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. What did you think of the animation? Um, it was good. I, uh, I'm going to talk about it more later. Okay. <laughs> That's why I'm not adding much to the conversation, because it's, it'll take away from okay. what I want to talk about later. No problem. Right, so, well, second problem, what's yours? <laughs> um, okay, first of all, this isn't my problem, but, like, Satan's really creepy. Yeah. 
I assume that this movie has scared a lot of children. Yeah. Um. So they're like hanging out with Satan, um, not as freaked out as they should be. And he's like, here, make these people. Yeah. And there's something about clay people making people out of clay that like really freaked me out. <laughs> See, I like it. Well, kind of like it when we do these movies that there isn't really much problematic in it where Jen comes up with something like this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's okay. It's um, <laughs> no, I understand that. It is quite strange. But um, at least they didn't... At le- um, the clay people that they make were better looking than the, the kids that make the, <laughs> the clay people. Uh, so my my third problem... Um, we're going through this one. Um, mm-hmm. My third problem is the Adam and Eve segment is far too long. Yeah, there's, I'll agree with that. Is, there's, it's split into two parts um, because it's so long. And that is what bored me as a kid, the Adam and Eve segment. Probably because a lot of the stuff went over my head. Um, I wasn't a very religious person. I was, wasn't brought up religiously. I didn't really... Yeah, all of that just didn't work for me then or now. And it's it's got loads of sort of adult jokes in it that also went right over my head. Yeah. Eve says to Adam, do you want to see my etchings? And then... We cut to nine months later and she has a baby. So that's like a, you know, <laughs> kind of a, an adult joke there. And I think she, I think that was her way of being like, you want a Netflix and chill? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. But so jokes like that just went over my head as a kid. So that's probably why I was bored because I didn't, there was nothing quite to grab me in that segment apart from the animation. And even then, I, th- I must have thought, even back then, that the humans looked weird. But as a kid, the adult jokes went over my head, so there wasn't really much there. And the fact that I wasn't religious and didn't really know the story, I know they didn't build houses and stuff, I know all that. But um, it just bored me back then. And it's kind of bores me still today. Um, I think it's a shame that that segment is so long, where there is so much good, uh, you know, stuff that's actually good in this movie. yeah. Yeah, it was definitely too long. And also, Kane, um, the oldest kid is Kane, and he, um, when we see all the other kids, um, he's 10 years old, but he's like a grown biker. Yeah, that was weird. <laughs> and he scratches his balls. That was really weird. I want to meet the person who got to like animate Kane in a biker suit, scratching his own balls. I want to meet that person. <laughs> Maybe not shake their hand. But I want to meet that person. <laughs> but I think I what rewatching it again. I think I just got to the bottom of just what bored me when I was younger, and I'm still not religious, and I just really didn't care. <laughs> yeah, you know. Yeah. So, what is your third problem? Okay, first you need to understand there's a certain kind of concept that hurts my brain. Okay. The best example of it is that on the show Cougar Town, the show Community exists, and on the show Community, the show Cougar Town exists. Okay. How? How does that work? I can't, I cannot deal with it. I just can't. (laughs) Um, So I have a problem with the point where Tom Sawyer goes into the book about him. Mark, these are characters that Mark Twain wrote that mm. he, he invented. 
I was able to deal with the fact that they were there with him, even though he wrote them. It mm-hmm. bothered me a little, but I was able to deal with it. But then when they acknowledge the existence, and, and these kids know these are the books he wrote. So, like, do they know he invented that? Like, do they know that yeah. he wrote the books they're in? The whole thing, it, I can't, I can't, I can't handle it. No, I'm with you. Like, why don't these kids question it? I know. It's artistic license for artistic license's sake. I don't like it. You can't have Abed from Community be an extra on Cougar Town and then talk about it on Community, but then have people have on Cougar Town watch Community, but then have like people from Cougar Town make cameos on Community. You can't do it. It's it hurts. It hurts my head so much. Yeah. And this is in that same vein. I I my brain just it's it's illogical. So this is more of a you problem. <laughs> yeah, like, it, and it's it's stupid because like I can deal with like vampires and shit. Like mm-hmm. I'll totally buy that, but this kind of thing I cannot get past it. And there's also a lot of time travel stuff that I have a similar feeling about. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we're gonna have to do a time travel movie at some point just to piss you off. Um, Oof. I. <laughs> it's hard. <laughs> I agree with you. I do agree with you. It is very strange. And I thought that as well. It's like, we were with um, Tom and Huck, and then they were just like going down the river, and then all of a sudden, oh, who's that talking? Oh, it's Mark Twain. I've heard of him. I was like, how have you heard of him? Because he's your god. Yeah, exactly. And I was like, oh, oh no. Oh no, this is going to be one of those, isn't it? Where, (laughs) where, um, Everyone exists in the same universe, even though they really shouldn't, because three of them are fictional characters. I mean, he doesn't question it either. He he acknowledges that he created them. Mm-hmm. But then again, maybe that is what they're going for because of the whole God creation and, you know, and the devil segment and all that. Maybe they're going for that as well with Mark Twain, you know, because he created these characters. Maybe, but it hurts. It's still, yeah, it still hurts the noggin. <laughs> it's um, it's very strange. So, do you have any other examples of that sort of thing? If you're watching, um, like Dawson's Creek, and Pacey says, "I love the Mighty Ducks movies." Yeah, I'm fine with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can handle that. Sometimes I don't like, like on Friends, um, Joey and Chandler are obsessed with Die Hard, and it would be nice mm-hmm. if, um, when Ross is dating the college girl, if they said something about how her father looks just like Bruce Willis. Yeah, like that sort of thing. I can't. I'm just like make a joke. Like it's, a- I think it's a good joke. Just do it. Mm-hmm. But they don't, and that bothers me because uh, Bruce Willis looks like Bruce Willis mm. from Die Hard, except older and less hair. And less hair. That's and, true. And he didn't even have much hair in Die Hard, but he still had some. Yeah, yeah. So uh, that kind of and and I mean, Ocean's Twelve did a similar thing that I. Yeah. I know everybody else hated, but I loved it. Alright, okay, let's get to that then. <laughs> um, how, how, how you... I take it you don't like Ocean's 12? No, no. <laughs> how can you defend that, but then you just went on a tirade about other things doing it? Other shows or whatever doing it? How can you defend no, I Julia pl- Roberts' I... character being used as a double for Julia Roberts? Because she looks like Julia Roberts. No, that's what I'm saying. Is like, like it would have been funny to me on Friends if they made a joke about how Bruce Willis looked like Bruce Willis, right? Mm. Um, and so the idea that like this character played by Julia Roberts looks like Julia Roberts—that's hilarious to me because it's true. This character looks like the famous actress <laughs> Julia Roberts. 
Like, I thought it was a great plot device. I thought it was hilarious. And once again, Bruce Willis is there. Yeah, Bruce Willis like, is in that movie, yeah. I And I love the idea that it's like, they, they shouldn't even be mentioning to her that she looks like her because she hates it so much. Like, that's, I just, I I was the only one in the theater cracking up that I was cracking up. Is that, um, I can't remember, it's been a while, but is Bruce Willis playing himself in that movie? Yes. Right. Yeah. But weren't, weren't Julia Roberts and Bruce Willis and the player together where they did a scene where they were in a movie? I don't remember that movie very well, but considering how many cameos it had, I'm going to assume the answer is yes. I think the movie that gets made in the player, Bruce Willis breaks Julia Roberts out of prison or something. I think it's something stupid like that. <laughs> I, I can't remember. I'm not going to look it up. I don't give a shit. Um, <laughs> anyway, what's your positive? My positive is the Mysterious Stranger segment. Okay. Because... I mean, there's a reason why it became a meme. Like, a few years ago, someone discovered it and posted it on YouTube, and then people started tweeting about it and stuff. That This entire segment, this five-minute segment. And I think it's horrifying, but mm-hmm. uh, but gorgeous at the same time. It's just so... I don't know. That's, that's what stuck with me as a kid. I just think... You liked it before it was cool. Exactly. I just, I just think it's gorgeous and... Um, scary and you know unsettling sometimes and the way his face changes just a mask he's holding a mask up to where his face should be and he has no head and then that mask changes like half devil face and it changes to look like Mark Twain and mm-hmm. it's my favourite segment in the entire movie that five minutes and a, a 90 minute movie is my favourite I love it so much so what is your positive um, my positive is the detail. Um, I haven't watched much claymation. Mm-hmm. And so, and like I said before, my main experience is with like Gumby yeah. <laughs> and then maybe some like Christmas specials or something. Mm-hmm. So I'm used to seeing very simple claymation movies. And so the detail on this one kind of blew my mind. Yeah. Um. Even even if the kids look a little creepy, like mm. Tom Sawyer's hair freaked me out a little. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I just I really appreciated the detail because you're right. It it is a very beautiful movie. Yeah. It looks really really good. Um. And I think that helps make up for the fact that like you know maybe a couple points are a little boring. Yeah. See, that's the thing. I mean, I, I wasn't a fan of the Adam and Eve segment, but I was still watching the movie and still just enjoying how good it looked. Mm-hmm. And I could overlook the fact that I was I was bored at certain parts because I was like if I was bored there was always something there for me to go oh look at that that is bloody well animated look at that how did they do that that is amazing I was bored and fascinated at the same time in certain parts but uh, overall yeah I, it's it's a beautiful piece of art it really mm-hmm. is just it gorgeous is. and I I watched this movie today. Mm-hmm. Um and look, I'm gonna tell you a secret, and let's just keep it between us and whoever's listening. Okay. Um, like don't tell my boss. But <laughs> I was watching it at work. Mm-hmm. And I you know, I try to pay a ton of attention to these movies, but like with Crocodile Dundee, I watched it at work, but like I still like I was doing mindless work that wouldn't take my mind off it too much, but like I was trying to get stuff done, right? Mm-hmm. Um, while paying attention to the movie. But with this one, dude, I didn't work. <laughs> I just watched it. Um, 
Yeah. I'd feel bad, but I just don't. I just, I didn't work. I just watched the movie and, uh, I still probably didn't spend as, like, you know, people at work, they spend a lot of time socializing and I don't. So I mm-hmm. feel like anytime I spend goofing off at work, like watching TV or whatever, I'm still not wasting as much time as they do chatting. Mm-hmm. So I don't feel too bad. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I sat there and watched the whole damn thing and paid complete and total attention because it was so beautiful. And I'm really good at, like, I have trouble sitting still. So I usually can't just watch a movie mm-hmm. unless I'm in a theater. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, story-wise, it's not the best, mm-hmm. and I would even argue, like voice acting-wise, it's not fantastic either. I think the kids, I mean, they're all right, but uh, I like Mark Twain's voice and I like Satan's voice. That's a weird thing to say. I like Satan's voice. I like Satan's voice. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like taken out of context, it's just really weird. I know. If we, if if anybody actually listened to this podcast, they would clip it and then. You know, put it on the internet, and yeah, you know. um, you're gonna you're gonna get cancelled by the Christians. <laughs> uh, don't give a fuck, right? <laughs> yeah, no, I mean we're in we're in agreement on this movie, Jen. It's mm-hmm. strange that we are actually in agreement in this movie. <laughs> that is just beautiful to look at. It's very well animated. I can imagine this took a very long time to make. Um. And I applaud every single person who did it, apart from the people who um, designed the faces of the children <laughs> and Adam and Eve, because those are horrible. Um, I, I know that um, I know that Adam is supposed to be like a descendant of Mark Twain. Um, he's supposed to look kind of like Mark Twain, mm-hmm. and I didn't really understand that to the really to the end of the movie. But for the entire time, I was thinking. Why does uh, Adam look like Scott Bakula, and then Mark Twain kind of looks like Scott Bakula, <laughs> but also looks like Sam Elliott? And now we know. But yeah, I just didn't like the designs. But apart from that, it's really good to look at. Yeah, you forgive the story because of just how good it looks. Yeah. And yeah. I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing. No, no, no. No, I'm not complaining. I was bored. I didn't like the Adam and Eve parts. I mean, it is a big deal because those are very long parts of the movie. Mm-hmm. But then the stuff with Mark Twain and the kids, the stuff with the two Mark Twains, like the evil Mark Twain or whatever, the bad side of Mark Twain, all of that stuff and the stranger stuff and even when the guy goes to heaven and the the, the uh, jumping bullfrog and stuff, all of that stuff, fine. If I had another problem with it, I would say the stuff about the the bad side of Mark Twain, his his evil doppelganger or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. They should have left that kind of more subtle because we see him uh, at the beginning and he's hiding his face. You can tell he looks like Mark Twain, but he's hiding yeah. his face. But what they do with it, with that character... At the beginning of the 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 stranger the Satan segment, because it's him who opens the door. It's the bad side of Mark Twain who opens the door and gets the kids in, and you can tell because he's wearing a black suit, mm-hmm. and he's not wearing the suit that Mark Twain usually wears—a white suit—and I like that because you don't really think of that. You actually think it is Mark Twain that's doing it. Yeah, and they should have done that throughout. You know, that's a stupid little grumble, tiny little grumbles. 
I'm so glad I watched this again. Yeah, it was an interesting pick. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I wanted to do something different from just traditional animation for animation month. Mm-hmm. Well, and it it's interesting because, like, I mean, the other movie you've picked, I haven't been able to find it anywhere. But this one was on Amazon Prime. Like mm-hmm. when you said when you said both your picks, I was like, well, the, those seem like they're going to be hard to find. But uh, this was this was available. It's there, and I'm yeah. sure I'm sure teachers are still using it. Yeah, it's made by it was well it was uh, um, released by MGM, so it had a big studio, you know, uh, releasing it, and you can get it in Blu-ray as well. Uh, it has a commentary on it. Really? Yeah, and it's out of print now here, but I should have got it years ago. But yeah. Uh, my next pick, which I can't say yet because it's not my turn to say picks, but my next pick, yes, it is hard to find because it's one that isn't really spoken about and uh, there's a reason for that. Uh, <laughs> so speaking of picks, Jen, it's your turn. What's your next pick? My next pick is the Care Bears movie, which I am very aware might be a bad pick, but... Mm-hmm. I was trying to think of non-Disney movies mm-hmm. and... Uh, it's difficult. It it is difficult, and there there's some non Disney movies that I didn't really watch as a kid. Like mm-hmm. I think maybe I saw The Land Before Time once, mm-hmm. but I it didn't have an impact on me. And um, I never saw Fern Gully um, or Anastasia. Like there there were a handful of movies that I just for some reason I think I was a Disney snob. I think that's my problem. Is if mm-hmm. it wasn't Disney, I was like, well, that's fake. Um, which. <laughs> I kind of hate myself for now because I feel like I missed out on some stuff. Maybe yeah. that's why I enjoyed Avatar more than the people I saw it with because mm-hmm. they were just like, it, it was Fern Gully. And I was like, yeah, I wouldn't know. Yeah. Um, but Care Bears, I was super into. And I know there are some creepy elements to the movie. So I'm looking forward to revisiting it because I haven't watched it. I mean, I've watched it pretty recently considering I'm an adult, but I haven't watched it in probably like 12 or 13 years. Yeah. So Care Bears movie is next. <laughs> exciting so that's all i have time for if you want to follow the podcast it's at drop the pilot pod at drop the pilot pod um shiftybench.co.uk is a website contact at shiftybench.co.uk is where you can send us emails where can people follow you on the internet jen you can find me at at pilot inspectors on twitter and i have a party five rewatch podcast called closer to free excellent so thank you all for listening and we'll speak to you all next time goodbye goodbye